In the previous verse, the people referred to them as people of Sodom. We were similar to Sodom, almost, had a few of us not survived. So now he addresses them as if they're people of Sodom. Hear the word of, Sod- of the Lord, leaders of Sodom. Listen to the Torah of our God, Am Amorah, people of Amorah. Sodom symbolizes two things. It's, it symbolizes a place that was completely destroyed and a holy, wicked city. So after the people describe their land as desolate as Sodom, he tells them that their behavior is Sodom-like. Hashem says like this, The Prophet's quoting God, Why do I need the multitude of your offerings, says Hashem? I am sated with burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened bulls, and I do not desire the blood of bulls and sheep and goats. You bring more and more offerings, and you feel elevated and content with yourselves. Do you imagine that I need your gifts? I need what I, I, what I said I want. Give it to me. But other than that, when you come to the temple to appear before me during your festival Chagim, the pilgrimages. Who sought this from your hand, trampling my courtyards? For what purpose do you tread in the courtyard of Hashem and trample its stones? Do not continue bringing a vain meal offering. Your, your offering of meal, which is flour, is an empty gift, devoid of content and proper intention, without meaning. You're not, you're not showing up with your whole heart. It's an abomination for me. Furthermore, on the days of Rosh Chodesh and Shabbat, the days of reading special readings, which is another way of Chagim, I cannot abide evil in the gathering of the assembly of public prayer. The blending of evil and religion is intolerable. Like the offerings, the prayers are said all correctly, but without intention. And that's an abomination. Unfortunately, so much of the words ring true to our own lives. My soul loathes your Rosh Chodesh. Days of assembly and celebration. They are a burden for me. I have wearied of forbearance. In other words, I dread it. And you observe everything so superficially. Now, this is quite a harsh chapter. And that's why we read it in the three weeks that we read harsh chapters. between In the three-week period between the 17th of Tammuz and Tishabav, it does finish off with some hope, and the rest of the book is not as heavy. But, um, yeah, this is harsh. When you spread your hands upward in prayer, I will avert my eyes. Even when you increase prayer, I do not listen. As your hands are full of blood. It's not that it was such a time of bloodshed, but rather injustice, extortion, and abuse. Now the Prophet calls on the people, instead of, instead of your current behavior, Rachatsu, wash your hands that are full of blood. Hizaku, purify yourself from wrongdoing. Remove evil from your action, from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn well, limdu heitev. Learn well the way of truth or how to behave. Dershu mishpat, seek justice. Bolster the oppressed. Adjudicate for the orphan. Champion the widow. Basically, there was a problem, obviously, with the legal system. Let's go now and reason and debate together, says Hashem. 
If your sins are like scarlet, if you so choose, we can whiten them as snow. Some of the expressions that's used a lot in Rosh Hashanah. Similarly, if they are reddened like crimson, they can be white, like, light, like white wool, if you repent. If you are willing and you heed the word of Hashem, the goodness of the, ha- of the land you will eat. If you refuse and are defiant, you'll be devoured by the sword, so says Hashem. That's God's side of debate. Now he gets even harsher. How did he become a harlot, this faithful city? Jerusalem, the loyal city, has become a metaphorical harlot. The city was once filled with principle. Justice would abide with it. Now its people are murders. Your silver has become pieces of dross. Non-precious metal. Usually when you refine metal, the dross is the waste product. In your case, your silver turns into dross. And this is true not only of your finances. Your liquor is diluted with water. These are practical examples of the corruption, but also they're metaphors. Your princes are wayward, undisciplined, and they are cohorts of thieves. Meaning they collaborate with thieves. Each member of the ruling class and the judiciary loves, bribes, and pursues graft. They do not provide justice for the orphan because of, the, of all this bribery, because the orphan cannot pay them, and the cause of the widow does not come to them. Lachain, therefore, says God, the Lord of the host, the mighty one of Israel, Hoi, woe, I will be mollified of my adversaries. Once I have punished them, I'll be able to relax and I will avenge on my enemies. These sinners who Hashem considers as his enemies. The Shiva Yadi, I will turn my hand against you to deal with you and I will refine your pieces of dross with lye, a caustic cleansing, cleaning substance. And I'll remove all your slag, the common waste matter. The Shiva Shavtaich Kivari Shona Kivatrila. As we say in the Amidah each day, this is where the words come from. I will restore the judges to what they were, they were at first, and your counselors, your advisors, to what they were. That's what we ask in the Amidah, and that's in that prayer. Therefore, you, Jerusalem, will be called the city of righteousness, like when justice abided in it, and you will again be termed the faithful city, Kiryanamana. Zion will be redeemed with performance of justice and its returnees will come back to rebuild it with righteousness. That's where the Haftarah ends, but there's still a few verses in the chapter. So the Haftarah, we read most of the chapter, but there's still a few lines. There will be a breaking of transgressors and sinners together and those who forsake Hashem will perish with them for these sinners will be ashamed of the terebrance trees used for idolatrous purposes that you coveted and that you disgraced um, because of the gardens that you chose. In other words, you went in the wrong place. Kitiyu ke'ela, for you'll be like the terebrinth whose leaves are withered. It's a large tree, but when it's bare in the winter, it looks wretched, and it will be like a garden that has no water. The tough stalks of flax will be tau, thin shaft, and its maker, the one who works the flax, will be a spark. And since tau is highly flammable, 
the two of them will burn together and none extinguishes them. In other words, it will be so hard. It's a very difficult um, chapter, some promises of goodness, but all in all, we're glad to move on to chapter two.